The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Hello, my friends. Welcome back as we take another day and a few more minutes of our day to look into God's word. And we're glad you're with us as we are examining the life of Christ, excuse me, through the uh, through the gospel of Matthew. And uh, if you want to catch up, maybe you're just catching on to this and you want to go back to the beginning of Matthew, uh, there are several ways you can get more information. It's all posted on the Grace Baptist Church of Bakerfield's YouTube channel and Facebook page, my Facebook page as well. You can scroll back. And uh, so it's been a few weeks, almost 30 episodes, I think, just in Matthew. Uh, We try to go verse by verse, section by section, and just see what the Bible says. That would be a help. We try to do it about... 10 minutes a day, Monday to Friday, so we're glad you're with us. Uh, Today we're again Matthew chapter 7 as we continue through the Sermon on the Mount, and we're going to get down to verse 21. Now I'm going to read the section that I think we need to give a little bit of background as to when what we're looking at takes place. So we're in Matthew chapter 7 verse 21. Jesus says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who doubts the will of my Father in heaven. He said, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. So one of the things we have to realize, there's really two thoughts. Let me give you um, the first section and then some background. First thing we have to realize is there's going to be a lot of people, and I'm talking preachers, I'm talking people who proclaim themselves as Christian teachers, and I'm talking those who attend church, who have convinced themselves they're saved. Uh, but unfortunately, they're not. Uh, they put on the practice. They put on the religious front. Uh, they fit in the mold. Uh, it's kind of like a chameleon. They know how to blend in. They know what to say. Maybe they just new to church. Maybe they grew up in church, whatever. The key is this. It's, it's not, it's, and that's why it comes to the verse before, you shouldn't live by the fruits. Yes, that's speaking of false teachers, but it gives us an idea on how to see anybody. Um, true salvation brings change. You know, in 2 Corinthians, we're told that if any man is in Christ or isn't saved, he's a new creation. Old things are past, behold, all things are becoming new. And that's the premise. If we look at this from the perspective of, okay, I said, and I said this on Sunday, I said a prayer, therefore I'm saved. And while a prayer is necessary, believe the Bible, whoever calls the name of the Lord shall be saved, there is that part. Um, there needs to be a turning. There needs to be a realization, accepting Christ, turning to him. Um, and there needs to be, he is my Lord, he's my Savior. There needs to be new life. And so some, some know this. Some come in and they know it's not, and it's just the way they want to be. And that's what he's really talking about here, are those. So he says in the beginning that everyone who says to me or claims to me, I, you are my Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father, that's what he's saying there. True salvation brings change. So therefore, true salvation in that change recognizes that God becomes my Lord. I was listening to a, a clip yeah, yesterday, this morning. I thought it was phenomenal. Um, one preacher, there was kind of a mocking. One preacher says, you know, turn and allow the Lord to be Lord of your life. And the other said, he goes, how, does you, how do you give permission to the Lord to be Lord of your life? It really becomes down to you are still the Lord. It simply comes down to when I get saved, I'm not giving God permission to be part of my life. I am accepting his place in my life. It already is there. He is a sovereign God. And I turn to him. I'm not, I'm not okay, a Christian here and there. I'm, I'm a Christian and my life has changed. That change means that he is the Lord of my life. You can't be in between. You cannot serve God and mammon. You cannot serve these two things. This is the way it is. Um, 
So you look at the fact that some people maybe even said the prayer, but they've never gotten saved. And trust me, they know this because the Holy Spirit convicts them. Sometimes they don't want to get saved. Sometimes they look at the entire premise and they believe they're saved. Maybe they're afraid to acknowledge they never did get saved because they, you know, whatever it would be. There can be some simple, confusing reasons. But he's just saying true salvation will bring a a change in life and just claiming you know God is not enough to be saved. There must be a relationship with him. Then he goes on to say, many of many will say to me in that day. So he illustrates, he goes, not everybody who claims salvation is saved. You know them by the fruits. He said, but let's talk about the end days. Now, what's he talking about the end days? In the end days, part of what we're gonna, we, we look forward to in the future are going to be two different seats of judgment. Um, the first one I believe is going to come is called the judgment seat of Christ, where the Christians, the church, will be judged for their works. Now, it's not talking about you were really good, you know, and I'm going to give you awards. He's t- talking about the idea that we have been given gifts. What do we do with those gifts? Um, we're not being judged for our sin there. Uh, we're being judged by what we did with what God gave us, the talents he's given us, the finances he's given us, the gifts, um, all of the things, our home, our time, talent, and treasures. We can be pulling those three things. What do we do with our time, our talents, and our treasures? How do we serve God? When we get to heaven, we're going to be rewarded for it. Someone to come back and say, it reminds us if it's an old Sunday school cam- you know, campaign, someone got a reward, someone did Can I tell you, Apostle Paul called that day the terror of the Lord. Do you want to stand before Almighty God empty because you were more concerned with things of the world than you were the things with God? That's a judgment seat of Christ. Unsaved will not be there. It is simply the Christians being judged. And, and it, some people are going to claim they've done all this great work, and Jesus is going to take that work, and it's going to become wood, hay, and stubble. It's empty because we did it to be seen. We didn't do it to serve him. There's another, and you can spend a lot of time on that subject, but there's another judgment seat. It's known as the great white throne judgment, which I believe takes later in prophecy, and that is where the unsaved are judged. And that's what I believe is being referenced here. There will be in that day, the great white throne judgment where Jesus, and what's happening there is the unsaved are about to be condemned to eternity in the lake of fire. Eternity there. And in this part, there's levels of punishment. Again, we won't go into all the details there. And he said, there'll be people at the great white throne judgment who will say things like this. Have we not done, um, have we not prophesied in your name, Jesus? Have we not cast out demons in your name? Have we not done many wonders in your name? And Jesus will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. They used religion. These people use religion as a way to build themselves up. They cast out demons. Maybe, maybe not. All right? they, they, that, that, there's a lot of fakeness in that front as well. Uh, we've prophesied in your name. No, you used his name to build yourself a policy. And yes, I'm telling you, there are some people, well-known, very wealthy preachers, who, because, who are going to be in this spot because they never followed the Bible. They use God to fulfill and push their premise. And that's what he's saying. He's telling them, depart from me. Uh, there may be people who stood there and say, I grew up in church my entire life. I did great works. And, and I've been asked, what about this person? How about that person? Can I tell you? It's not how good you were on this earth that determines your destiny. It's what you did with Jesus that determines your destiny. And that's this answer. He said, listen, you knew me. You you knew I existed. That's what Jesus is saying. But you never accepted me. I was a way for you to look good or things like that. And there's going to be people, and this is sad to me, that people will give a lot of their life to a religious belief system that doesn't follow scripture. It may be a well-known religious belief system. It may have a historical base, a lot of tradition, but does it follow the Bible? 
Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Not through religion, not through other people, but through Jesus. And if you're following a religious system that follows the Bible exclusively, not the Bible and tradition, or the Bible and works, or the Bible, it's just the Bible, you're in a good place. But if you're following a tradition, a system that has the Bible plus this, anything with the Bible plus is a, is a lie. It's just a lie. And that's those people. They will have given their life to a religious system, and Jesus will tell them, I never knew. That's scary. So I guess I come to him. He, he goes, you know them by the fruits, false teachers and everyone else. In the end times, it'll be shown. In some occasions, that's when it will be. They will die. They'll be revered as a religious great leader. But when it comes to eternity, they will not be in heaven. That's frightening. So let me, here's a challenge to you as we finish. Um, one, trust, don't trust everybody. Test these teachers by the word of God. Test your church by the word of God. Test your pastor by the word of God. Is he staying true to it? Every one of us should. Second of all, do you know for sure you're saved? I'm not, I'm not trying to scare you out of it and make you re-say a prayer. That, that's not the answer. Has there been a time in your life when you've accepted Christ as your personal savior, been born again, have turned to Jesus, he's the Lord of your life? Um, if you got questions on that, uh, I'd love the opportunity to maybe answer them. Uh, if, you're, if you have a local church, go there, talk to them. Uh, if not, you can call us here at Grace Baptist Church, email me, um, and I'd love the opportunity to be able to answer any questions you have and hopefully be an encouragement in that area if you've got any questions. Again, thanks for joining us today as we evaluate and study the Word of God. Greatly appreciate the privilege to be part of your day. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Hope your week's going well. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Know He loves you. And he has a great plan for you. And uh, just keep your eyes focused upon him. Thanks for joining us again on this Wednesday. We look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.